and welcome to a very special Mother's Day episode of Too Much Time on Our Hands, the theatrical cut. I'm Sonia and sat opposite me with his face for radio is Terry. Hi, Sonia. Hello, dear. You all right? I'm fine, thank you. You happy? <laughs> yeah. You loving it? Yeah, loving life. Loving it like that. <sighs> so this is a special, I don't want to call it a side stories episode because that would be stealing a name from another popular podcast that some of us listen to. But this is a special Mother's Day episode because Terry and I were looking at the calendar and we realised this episode would come out on or around the day that we celebrate our mothers. So we thought, what better way to celebrate our own mothers would be to record an episode of a podcast they'll likely never listen to and talk about some of our own favourite portrayals of mothers in film. Now, when we started looking at portrayals of mothers on film, it became quite apparent that the role of evil stepmother... Is very popular in films, isn't mm. it? Or even just evil mother in some cases. Evil mothers, evil stepmothers. Um, and I think this stems back from... Well, it stems back to fairy tales. Yeah. Doesn't it? It's so always the evil stepmother, <clears throat> wasn't it? Evil stepmother, evil witch, evil <clears throat> queen. And there, and there we get our iconic bad character in a lot of films. Um, so I'm going to start us off, and I I wanted to look at the portrayal of evil stepmothers, um, and I started one of my favourite areas, which is Disney films, hey. and I had quite yeah I had quite a lot to choose from. I yeah. could have gone down, Lots. I could have gone down the Sleeping Beauty route and looked at Maleficent. Obviously, we've got the iconic Disney version, um, and then we've got the film with Angelina Jolie in it. Which is yep. very passable. She's, she's a good evil, There's evil stepmother. There's another one of that coming out this year. I didn't even know they were making it. Um, although the film Maleficent kind of looks at it in a different light. But anyway. And then we've got Lady Tremaine from Cinderella, who was a very close call. So we nearly had a little bit of a discussion about Lady Tremaine. Um, Cinderella's stepmother, obviously the mother of the two, the mm-hmm. two ugly sisters. But I went with who I think is the the original and best most evil stepmother, and that's Snow White's stepmother, the evil queen. Yep. Um, So I started off with the classic Disney cartoon from the 30s, I believe. Sounds about right. It's Disney classic number one, isn't it? I think so, yeah. No, I think it is. No, I think it is. I know it is. Disney classic (coughs) number one. So we all know the story of Snow White. The queen... Becomes the queen by marrying Snow White's father. She's obsessed with her own beauty. But, you know, that's where she believes she gets a lot of her power from. She's very jealous of Snow White's beauty. So she orders Snow White to be killed. Snow White isn't killed because everyone loves her. And as she comes of age, Magic Mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Because it is Magic Mirror, not Mirror Mirror. Magic mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? And at some point, the mirror turns around and says, actually, love, it's not you, it's Snow White. All hell breaks loose, because then it's then she decides, if you want a job doing properly, do it yourself, and she's going to go and kill Snow White. Mm-hmm. Disguises herself as an old crone. Off she pops to the little house with the poisoned apple. Creepy-looking fucker, would yeah. you Yeah, know? creepy. I mean, yeah. Creepy as fuck, like proper bent-over old crone. So she's <clears> gone from very... Glamorous but definitely evil looking queen to being a bent over old crone, old lady going around just selling her apples, just trying to make a bit of a living. Snow White feels sorry for her. She buys one of these apples, bites into it, falls into a sleep. Everyone thinks she's dead, woken up by true love's kiss. 
magnificent. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the uh, that's the premise of that, and that's where that sort of um, evil stepmother thing started, in my opinion. Um, there have been numerous film versions of it. I watched a couple in the run-up. Are Disney doing a remake of this in line with all their other live-action Actually, remakes? I don't know. I don't know. I watched a couple um, of the film versions in run-up to this. Um, I watched um, Snow White and the Huntsman. Like that film. Which has got Charlize Theron as the evil queen. Ravenna, I think her name is. And she is is stunning in the role as a as a film i think it's just okay um her portrayal of the evil queen i do think is brilliant though i mean it's a very nice looking film it's quite Mm. it's quite dark um the imagery with her certainly when she's sort of like um turning i think from crows back into oily yeah it's all oily so all these crows fly back into the castle and then they sort of they land and they all become this oil and then from out of the oil comes the evil queen. That's how she kind of like, I guess, gets from place to place. But that's a very um, really nice dark imagery there. But then on the other side of the scale, I watched Mirror Mirror. Have you seen that one with Julia Roberts? I'm not a fan. No. So <clears throat> I don't know the name of the director. It escapes me. Maybe you can look it up whilst I, I'm I talking. It, and I tell me what other it. films he's done. So this is a film where you've got Julia Roberts playing the evil queen. You've got Lily Collins playing um, Snow White. And in complete contrast, it's a very colourful film. Um, And I thought that Julia Roberts was a very interesting choice to have as the evil queen because I don't think Julia Roberts comes across as evil ever, although she's quite quite a dick in this. Go on, are you going to tell me? Uh, So his name is Tarsem Singh. Yeah, what else has he directed? Uh, Immortals, The Fool... Which is another beautiful film. Yeah. Uh, the Cell. Oh, he did The Cell. And then a lot of music videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has done a lot of music videos. Okay, so I knew that he don't... Yeah, okay. So that makes sense now. Because when I was watching it, I was thinking, this looks like other stuff I've seen and that I love. Um, now, The Cell. We won't go too much into The Cell right now, but The Cell is one of my all-time favourite films. But um, And The Fool is very nice as well. The fo- Is The Fool foreign language? No. I think there's elements of... Okay, I might, maybe set. I'm thinking of something else then. It's, Let's not go too okay. far off topic. Um, but this film is very, um, very brightly coloured. It's got these... I mean, both, both films that I've just mentioned have got really like exquisite costumes and stuff, especially for the Evil Queen. But this is like next level. And it's just... The, the visual take on it is really amazing. I didn't think Julia Roberts would make an evil queen, but actually I quite like her as an evil queen because I find mm. her quite scathing. Yeah. I don't like her reflection in the mirror because the reflection in the mirror stays eternally young, whereas the actual evil queen ages ever so slightly, but the reflection in the mirror just looks a little bit weird. It's been a long time uh, since yeah. I've seen it. <clears throat> it's like they've <clears throat> literally ironed Julia Roberts' face. Um, I didn't... Mind it. It's on Netflix. If anyone is interested in watching Jen it, really likes it. It's I, I own it at some um, in a box somewhere. I've got a DVD copy of Mirror Mirror because I love fairy tales, um, and I I like those. So I've got Snow White and the Huntsman, and I've got Mirror Mirror, and I've got other versions of the film. But like you say, it's as films go, it's just okay. But do I like Julia Roberts as the Evil Queen? I was surprised that. Yeah. Is that with I Sean Bean as okay. the father? Yes. 
Um, but what I want to talk about is my, my favourite portrayal of the evil queen, with the exception of the original Disney film. And I've talked about this show before. No, never oh, massively at length. Maybe a little bit at length. Um, but it makes sense, because it's a fairy tale character, that the portrayal of the evil queen in Once Upon a Time is my favourite portrayal of the evil queen. I Cer- guess more certainly defined mod- being across a lot day. of episodes. It, well, all of them. Um, so seven series. We've got... Um, Lana Perilla playing Regina Mills or the Evil Queen or oh, what was her name in the last series? Can't remember. But the last series was uh, we don't talk about that. Um, but her her portrayal of that Evil Queen from sort of like day one where she is an Evil Queen and then as the series grows, obviously she she sees the light and she becomes good. But it, as as you go through the series when she dips back into Evil Queen, because, they, you know, the storylines jump about all over the place. But whenever Regina Mills isn't good, she's so bad, it's amazing. I mean, talk about, like, embracing a role. She is the perfect Evil Queen. She looks stunning as well. I mean, you know what she looks like, right? Yeah, I've seen a few episodes. Yeah. <clears throat> she, as far as I'm concerned, in my humble opinion, she's the best thing about Once Upon a Time. She holds that thing like above, like where it where it probably would be if she wasn't in it. She's easily the best thing about it, um, and she became the most popular character without a shadow of a doubt. Snow was fine. Um, Emma Swan was well. We don't we don't talk about Emma Swan because she's she's like the Harry Potter and the um, Frodo of the piece. She's just a whiny bitch. Um, <laughs> But Regina Mills and the Evil Queen stand out. Stand out. Um, and I will just say a little bit um, about the portrayal of Cinderella's stepmother in Once Upon a Time as well. So you've got six series of Once Upon a Time where it follows key characters. That's where you've got Snow White, Prince Charming, um, Emma Swan. And Regina Mills slash the Evil Queen in it. And then it gets to the end of series six and it kind of ties itself all up and everything mm. kind of, you think you've got this happy ending. And they sort of almost start again in series seven and they kind of started with a whole new batch of characters. Regina Mills is still in it, but she's called something else because they've gone somewhere else, but she's still the Evil Queen. Yeah. But She's good and she's somewhere else. But they introduce a new main, a new lead character, if you like, who is essentially Cinderella. And alongside Cinderella, you get Lady Tremaine, her stepmother. And I think that that was like really good casting as well. They've got an English actress or she was certainly born in the UK um, to play Lady Tremaine. And it just comes across very well because also another thing that we know is very popular in films is to make the baddies British. Yeah. I think because we just have evil voices. But the portrayal of Lady Tremaine, because I think Lady Tremaine is a very close second for the most evil stepmother in storytelling and film history. And I think the portrayal of Lady Tremaine in Once Upon a Time helped elevate that disastrous Series 7 up again as well. Unfortunately, Series 7 was the series that got cancelled because as a whole, it's a it's a bit of a turd. But there we go. That's my favourite portrayals 
of stepmothers, <coughs> evil stepmothers, is the TV show Once <coughs> Upon a Time, Evil Queen, and a little bit of Lady Tremaine. Terry, over to you. Yeah, so I've not gone quite as deep on that. I've just watched a couple of films with some bad mums in it. Um, so I've got three that I'm going to talk about. Uh, so first up, we'll probably start with the the least bad, although <coughs> she is bad. So we're talking about Goonies. Oh, so she's bad. She's bad, but probably not as bad as the others. Uh, so yeah, so you've got Mama Fratelli. Amazing. Um, so this is a film, obviously, that I love, The Goonies. I haven't seen it for a very long time. And this is another film that I mentioned. I watched Fantastic Mr. Fox with my daughter. I watched this with Daisy. She's only two and a half, but she sat and watched the first hour properly. Like, And then when it started to get a bit scary, she started to like go off and play. I think she was just trying to dilute the fear, as we say. Um, but yeah, so hadn't seen it for a long time. I'd forgotten about the amazing opening, which, considering it's a kid's film, is quite traumatic, where one of the Fratelli brothers has fake hung himself to escape from prison. And then you've got the other one who sets fire to the police station and then Mama Fratelli does a glorious wheel spin. It, the opening credits is then just this car chase where they end up on some sort of beat rally mm. and get away from that way. You've got Joey Pantoliano as the other brother who's got a lovely head of hair, which you don't see him with a head of hair often. And not much in this movie because we find out later it's a wig and it comes off. Um, so Mama Fratelli is the Fratelli's brother's... Uh, mother, which is funny because Fratelli is Italian for brother, so they are the bro- the br- the brother brothers. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Did you not know that? No. Um, so yeah, um, I'm assuming that's also where the band the Fratellis got their name from, being fans of the Goonies. But you've got Anne Ramsey playing Mama Fratelli, and she is just she's no nonsense. There's a bit where they capture Chunk, and she's just really really horrible to Chunk. She's like pre- saying a saying, like, if you don't talk, we're going to put your fingers in the blender. She throws some tomatoes in so they all blend up and just keeps talking and throwing more and more stuff in and Chunk's getting more and more anxious and more Mm. and more blubbery. And he ends up getting thrown in with Sloth. And obviously Sloth is one of the greatest TV TV characters. One of the greatest film characters ever. The immortal line, hey, you guys! Parodied in many things, including Family Guy, but... It's just such a fun film. Obviously, we're not really talking about the film, we're talking about the other, but you can't talk about Goon, you talk about how much fun and how ridiculous. Obviously, it's got one of Sonia's favourite actors, Sean Astin or Sam Wise, uh, with with braces and being very young. It's Josh Brolin's first ever film. I know, it's so special just for those two reasons. Uh, And he has an amazing line. Uh, Again, I know it's not Mama Fratelli, but he says to his little brother... Because basically he's there to make sure that his little brother doesn't leave the house because he's got asthma and he obviously can't leave the house if you've got Ridiculous, asthma. Yeah. Um, so him and his three mates like pounce on the brother, tie him up with his like spring-loaded weight exercise thing, thing, exercise yeah. machine. And <clears throat> as they're running away, he shouts, I'm going to hit you so hard when you wake up, your clothes will be out of fashion. Lovely. <laughs> Which I just thought was a smashing line. It is a smashing <clears throat> line. Uh, so anyway... It ends with them going to this, or not ends, starts with them going to this hut where the Fratellis are holding up. All of them except Chunk disappear down this hole following one-eyed Willie's treasure map to try and get to to save their town from being turned (coughs) into some luxury golf resort. The Fratellis discover this with Chunk and they follow them down the hole. And yeah, just at every turn, she's withering of her own children. She's withering of the other people. She makes them walk the plank. 
She's just, yeah, she's your old school bad mother. Uh, I googled bad mothers just to see what would come up in thingy. And Anne Ramsey actually played another mother that comes up a lot. Uh, Throw Mama from the Train. I have seen it many, many moons ago. But it's a film with Danny DeVito and Billy Crystal where they both want something to happen. And Danny DeVito wants his mum to die because he hates her and she's so horrible. And they agree to do the other thing for each other. So okay. Danny DeVito is going to do something for Billy Crystal and Billy Crystal has to kill Danny DeVito's mother. And it's throw mama from the train and the idea is that he's going to throw off a train. Oh, throw mama. Yeah. I thought you were saying throw as in F-R-O. And I was like, no. what, the, what on earth is a, throw, push what her off is a the throw train. mama? Um, I can't really remember much of it, but yeah, that came up in a lot of like the top 10 bad mothers alongside Mama Fratelli from the Goonies. What I, li- what I like about her is that she's quite short in stature, isn't she? Yeah. And her, certainly one of the sons is a lot taller than her, but she still will just stand there and like slap them around the back of the head. Yeah, she's slapping them, she's grabbing them by the ears, she's shouting at them. It's just... Treat them like little kids, isn't yeah. she? You, and she's brilliant because the Goonies are scared of her as well. Yeah. They're not scared... Well, they, they are scared of the bad guys with the guns as well, but they're most scared of her. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. It's Mama Fratelli they're scared of. She's, yeah. a, she's a bad mama. Yeah, with the beret as well. And of course, you got Chunk as well with the line, Mama, you've been bad. Yeah. And he wasn't wrong. No, that he wasn't. Obviously, the truffle shuffle, if you're talking about Chunk as well. An immortal piece I wasn't. of cinema. I was talking about Slob, but... Did but I say Chunk? You said Chunk, yeah. Oh, I hate my life. <laughs> Dan, just delete <clears throat> all of this. Delete the entire podcast. Oh, no, no, because no, let's... <clears throat> okay. So I called Sloth Chunk by mistake, but what did you call Ethan Hunt? Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> pointed that out to us. Thanks, listeners. Yeah, probably no means we've noticed. got no listeners. <laughs> that is the, we're our only listeners. That's yeah. the problem. Picking it um, apart. But, you know, that is a lovely scene where, because um, Sloth's oft his two, well, not oft his brothers, but dealt with his brothers, and mum is like, trying to uh, win him around. It's like, oh, remember when I used to sing the song to you and she starts singing Rockabye Baby. Baby, the cradle will drop, and at that point he remembers that obviously... He's been dropped on the head, which, judging by his head, he was dropped one or two times. Um, and then he like goes off on Mama Fratelli as well and like isn't taking any of her shit anymore. Um, but yeah, so that any more for any more on the Goonies son, before I move on to the next one? No, I think it is a brilliant, brilliant suggestion for a bad mother. That was a good yeah. choice of mine, wasn't <coughs> it? It was, yeah. Well done, Sonia. Yeah. Uh, so doing next all your up, homework. <coughs> you didn't do. I watched it. Sonia, I don't know any bad mums. Oh, that was a, that was a conversation had in private. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the listeners to know that I don't watch films. <laughs> right, come on, what you got next? Uh, so next up, we'll go with Carrie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is also on Netflix for anyone who wants to is watch it? it. It is, yeah. The original. Yeah, because I wa- hell? I don't know if the new one's on Netflix anymore, but who cares about the new one? No, pretty much every time we have a subject and there's films, I always go on Netflix and search like the actor's name or the director's name because obviously I can watch them at work and stuff like that. And yeah, this one. It's not a downloadable one, unfortunately. So oh. I couldn't watch it on the bus. I had to watch it with a Wi-Fi, with a Wi-Fi connection. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, first world problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. So obviously, Carrie. To cover the film, if you've never heard of Carrie, haven't seen either of the two versions. So this is another Stephen King adaptation, and a, actually a good one. Oh, a very good one. Uh, directed by Brian De Palma. Uh, quite the cast as well. John Travolta rocks up. Um, Sissy Spacek as Carrie um, to name but two <laughs> uh, so essentially Carrie is this very strange girl with a horrible mother which we'll get into in more detail and essentially the in- 
all of the it girls turn against Carrie because they end up getting a detention because they bully her horribly. And obviously because they bullied her horribly and they got detention, that's unjust and they have to take revenge upon Carrie. So they hatch a plan for one of the hot boys that they know that Carrie likes to invite her to the prom and they have a horrible surprise in store. What also happens is that Carrie happens to have horrendous telekinetic powers which also kick into gear in the final act of the film. Um, so getting on to the mother. So her mother, Mrs. White, because it's Carrie White, is one of the most horrendous characters. She is a complete religious zealot. The, the first time we meet her, she's like knocking on doors, telling people about the Lord and about Jesus. She, from what I can gather, hates Carrie, has no love for her whatsoever. She just thinks of her as sin and that she's I think it's because it symbolises in her mind her sin mm-hmm. and that's why she doesn't like Carrie. She makes Carrie go into this room with a light-up Jesus. Um, it's like a cupboard, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> it's Harry Potter-esque. Mm. It's the cupboard under the stairs she's sent there to like pray for forgiveness because she's... She's locked in there, I believe. Yeah, she's locked in there to pray for forgiveness. I mean, there's the lovely line where at one point she refers to Carrie's boobs as her dirty pillows, uh, which has obviously been parried in many other things as well. Um... Yeah, there's a scene where she's been asked to the dance and Carrie's mother is very much, no, you cannot go, that's just sin, that's just about self-indulgence, that's not what you should be about. And during that scene is actually a picture of the Last Supper behind them as well, which is obviously foreshadowing for what for what comes up. So, say, horrendous woman, lovely big ginger perm on her though. Um, Carrie ends up going to the dance and essentially these its kids have planted some pig's blood on the stage. So they've arranged for her to be named as the prom queen. And as she stood there, we have a lovely slow-mo of her feeling like she's been accepted. She's looking around, she's smiling, people are cheering her. You realise that at this point that the two people that set up the invite clearly weren't in on the horrendous surprise because they seem just as horrified. They pour pig's blood all over her. And at this point she go like, she's, already coming to grips with the fact she has powers like she's been reading books about telekinetic powers and miracles as she's calling them but she just kills every fucker even the like the teacher that's been nice to her she electrocutes people drowns people smashes them into pieces makes a car crash which like is a proper old-fashioned turns into a fireball she goes home and her mother is obviously aware of what's happened i assume it's been on the radio and what's really like, horrendous and creepy is it's the first time we see Mrs. White happy where she's trying to kill Carrie. She's she's smiling, like she gives her a cuddle and Carrie just wants to be hugged because this horrible thing's happened. She stabs her in the back and she's crawling away and her mother has got this big smile on her face as she walks after her with this knife trying to catch up to her. Carrie then uses her powers to stab her with every single implement that is in the kitchen. And again... I mean, this might just be me, but I got a sense that she was enjoying dying. That, that she's mm. groaning and making noises. Maybe she sees it as like her crucifixion. I think so, yeah. it's like Because she is pinned to the wall with her mm. hands up. So I think it is like she feels like her sin is being exonerated from her. She's she's passing on. She's going to heaven. She's It just seemed really odd that the only time she seems genuinely happy is kill, trying to kill her daughter and herself dying. I find it, it's a very good film, but I find it quite a hard film to watch just because of how horrible they are and how sort of 
just innocent carriers and how horrible everyone is to it. Bullying is something I find hard to watch because I was bullied at school and it wasn't a very nice time and it's just something I find hard to watch. And while I was trying to watch, I was like, oh, this is just awful. And it's just like, but it is, it is just a very good film. It's, there's some horrendous bits in it with like the music where like they use the juxtaposition of like really nice music across horrible things happening. But it is just how horrible these kids are. And looking it up as well, they were all in their mid to late twenties playing high schoolers. They were all because it came out in like the mid seventies, and they were all born in like the forties and early fifties. But yes, yeah, just an absolute fucking rotter of a mother. Mm. Any She's thoughts, Sonia? No, I, I wholeheartedly wholeheartedly agree. Uh, Carrie is another brilliant shout for an evil mum, but also I I think that she believed she was doing the right thing. Yeah. We're not talking about... Mama Fratelli knew that she was a wrong one. Oh, yeah. The evil queen in Snow White. She, she's just out for bad. Whereas I think Carrie's mum really believed she was doing the Lord's work. Yeah, but again, it was... She was making Carrie <coughs> suffer for her sins because she saw Carrie as her sin. Because there's a bit where she talks about how her husband took her on... Mm. And like, she talks about it like as this horrible event that her husband had sex with her. Um, so yeah so it's just yeah it's just horrible 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 woman mm. but she got her uppance uh, but just say she seemed to enjoy that as well the yeah. kinky bitch <laughs> I wonder if she pisses in the bath <laughs> definitely not that's a sin um, um, apologies if if our intro has been cut out <laughs> <laughs> that comment I just made will be completely irrelevant <laughs> yeah so maybe Dan cut that out if you cut oh. the start out uh, so then the final one I went for and again a lovely happy-go-lucky film with a bad mother Brain Dead. I believe it has got another title but I can never remember what it is so this is a very early Peter Jackson film when he made I mean it was Gornography before Gornography existed mm. essentially so this is essentially a zombie film you've got Lionel who lives with is very put upon by his mother. It's set in New Zealand, obviously, because that's where Peter Jackson's from. The very opening is these guys stealing a Samantran rat monkey from this tribe and like escaping just about. And yet Lionel lives in like this little New Zealand town. His mother is like, I forget the name, but she's basically in like the WI. Uh, she's very well to do. She thinks of herself as very important within the community. Treats Lionel like an absolute piece of shit. He's just a dog's body. She sends him here, she sends him there. Um, just proper overbearing kind of mother. Lionel has these sort of weird vision slash flashbacks that you can't quite place as well. And we, at the time, we don't know what it is either. One day he's sent to go and collect the groceries. And I mean, it's, I mean, it must be like early nineties or something like that, but it's before he, yeah, before he gets there, we see the beautiful sort of sort of Latin-looking woman who works behind the counter, having her tarot cards read by her grandmother. And she says that... Because she really fancies this one guy, but she's like, no, that's not the guy for you. And I don't know how it comes to be, but basically she tells her that Lionel is the man for her. So she immediately starts to show an interest in Lionel, despite the fact she hasn't shown an interest at all. So she starts chatting up Lionel and is basically like... She ends up delivering the groceries to the house and the mother's like, oh, why is this beautiful woman here? Why is she talking to my Lionel? She's going to take him away from me. I can't have that. And essentially they, they agreed to go on a date to the zoo because uh, that's probably all you can do in New Zealand back in the 90s. Um, 
So they go to the zoo. They're having a lovely time. There's a lovely sort of nice montage of them laughing, looking at the animals. And every step of the way in the background, you can see Lionel's mother with like sunglasses on trying to blend in. And she's like peering through the bushes, clearly spying on him because she's obviously worried, as I say, that Lionel's going to be taken away from her. During the course of this, the Samantran rat monkey gets its greasy little paws on mum and bites into her. She screams, stamps on its head and all this ooze just mm. and pus just oozes out of its head. It's it's, like, it's proper OTT gore and it's like stop motion, it's puppets, it's beautiful. So she screams, Lionel immediately recognises the shriek of his mother, goes running over, she's like, Lionel, you have to take me home. So she's like, ruined the date. She thinks she's done her, her job. He obviously puts her up in bed, the doctor comes out, the wound looks fucking horrible. They've done a really good job of like making it look shit. Um, the girl comes back over and the mother's like, oh God, like my work isn't done. And she's got like the head of the New Zealand WI coming because she's gonna she's being nominated for like woman of the year or something. Lionel's like, oh, don't worry, mum, I'll postpone it. She's like, no, you will not. We have to have this meeting. At this point, she looks like death. Her like her skin's falling off, her lips have all swollen up. She looks fucking awful, but Lionel puts on a bit of makeup, glues her face back together with a prit stick and sits her down with this couple and she just looks fucking awful. They're trying to eat dinner. You've got the couple, the the man is just keen to eat his food because she's like, oh, let's go because while she's eating, like bits of her face are falling into the food. A big lump of pus falls into some custard and she eats it, and then her ear falls off into the custard, and she eats her own ear. And at this point, the woman becomes a bit grossed out, and they leave, and it just gets gets worse from there. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, Lionel's mother becomes a zombie, um, and at the funeral, she starts biting other people, which sets off more zombies. We meet this vicar who, quote-unquote, I kick ass for the Lord... He is in no way phased by these zombies and just starts kicking ass until one of them that he's kicked the head off, it flies up in the air, lands on him and bites him in the neck. So he ends Brilliant. up being bitten. So Lionel essentially ends up with about 15 zombies in his basement that he's trying to keep a lid on, not let anyone know that anything's happened. He doesn't want to tell anyone that his mother's died. And it's just, it's farcical, but for all the right reasons. And essentially his that weird uncle turns up and is like, oh, there must have been, that your mother must have told you that she was planning on leaving half of the estate to me. But he finds out about the zombies and basically says to Lionel, it's all mine or I'm going to tell everyone what a fucking weirdo you are. So he ends up having a house party with hundreds of people and it's at this point that the zombies get out of the basement and it turns into, uh, reading the trivia, at one point it was the bloodiest film of all time because the end scene alone used 300 litres of blood. Wow. At one point, Lionel is just using a lawnmower and just putting it on people. You've got the horrendous zombie baby, which in parts is played by like a small person so that it looks really weird when it's running around. Um, but even to the very end, Lionel's mother is the big bad. She turned, For some reason, it turns into like a 50-foot zombie because he injects her with... He thinks he's trying to poison her, but he actually gives her animal tranquilizer, which makes her even stronger. And she essentially explodes. And it is just so fucking ridiculous and so over the top and so disgusting. It's fantastic. Is it her fault she's a bad mother? Yeah, of course it is. She got bit by a rat monkey. 
Well, she was a bad mother before that. Um, you said two things. You said the same word twice. <laughs> you probably saw my face. You were talking about my my lasting memory of this film. Um, I and I own this film. I remember watching it as a kid with my dad. Um, I was probably too young. I remember having it on video, and now I've got it on DVD. Is the the pus in the custard? Yeah. Oh fuck my life. Um, so grim. As I've got older, I've got more squeamish generally. But one thing that's always made me feel funny is pus. Mm. And there's a lot of pus in this film. Yeah. But the pus in the custard and then eating the pus. I know it's fake pus, but it's gross. And that's my... As soon as you said you were going to do this film, I was like, that's awesome. Because my the first thing that came into my head was her face falling apart into her yeah. dinner. Um yeah, that's an amazing shout. It's a wicked film. Bad mother aside, it's just a yeah. wicked film. I say she is a bad mother beforehand. She becomes an infinitely worse mother when she becomes a zombie. But yeah, Lionel is just <laughs> such a put upon character. But yeah, seeing him going hog wild with a chainsaw because there's, there's bits where he's getting chased by one of the zombies' guts where that's come to life on its own. There's legs running around on their own. There's torsos running around. On their, there's heads functioning on their own. It's just. Peter Jackson and the people making it just went, what should we do? Let's just throw every fucking thing at it. I love the fact it's Peter Jackson as well. I know. Before he did like the Lord of the Rings and stuff like that, because he did like, I've not seen it, but Bad Taste is meant to be horrendous as well. Mm. But I've never seen that. But yeah, I would, if you love a zombie film, if you love an OTT gory film, so it's probably not for one if you're looking for a good film with a, an inspiring mother. But um, yeah, just, and again, about 90 minutes long because it's an old film, so they didn't not, they didn't piss around with shit like that. Just, yeah, I love it. And obviously you've got the lovely New Zealand accent throughout as well. I checked the date. It's 1992. Yeah, 92. Mm. Yeah, so I would have been... Well, I'm not going to reveal how old I was. I was probably still just a touch too young to watch it, but I was probably on the, on the cusp. Yeah, I think it's one of those... It's so... There's so much blood. It Like, you don't get it, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and no, I do know what <clears> you mean. Because reading the trivia, the BBFC, who obviously... <clears throat> give films their ratings they wanted to give this a 15 because they got it and realised it was OTD but realised that they had to give it an 18 otherwise they'd get shit for it okay yeah I was just about to look up the certificate it um, is an 18 okay but yeah it, it's funny it's horrendous and yeah a woman eats her own ear ugh um, yeah decent shout I really like that can we just very quickly touch on the one that we nearly talked about but didn't Tale of Two Sisters yeah, so Taylor Two Sisters, that was on my list to watch, but I didn't really want to watch it because it's a film that scares the bejesus out of me. It's the only film I've ever had to turn off watching it on my own because I was too scared to continue watching it. So this is probably Terry's version of The Ring because uh, I watched it on my own because um, I thought we were going to be talking about it. But um, this, is, this is a really another... Uh, this is another really good... Um, example of characters being terrorised, air quotes, yeah. um, by an evil stepmother. But this this film is so much more than that. You know, I we were interested in it when we saw it. It's a Korean film, you know, and we saw it as a horror film. That's yeah. the, the section we found it in. And we, or you know we love horror films. But it's it's like a psychological thriller. I think it's thriller. a Tartan, Tartan Extreme or whatever, isn't it? Yeah, but it's really a, I would say, a psychological thriller over yeah. a horror, but it's definitely got horror elements in it. There are some legit, like, scary, creepy, fucking nasty bits in it. 
Um, but it's a very well-constructed tale. It's based on a, like folklore. Yeah. Um, it's based on like an old traditional tale. Um, As with most like... Of Two Sisters. Asian uh, horror films, it's based on something, isn't it? But it's got... Um, it's got a lot of like twists and turns into yeah. it and to really sort of explain the plot of the film would just give too much away. But it has got... A, that has got an evil... St- well... A portrayal of an evil stepmother. She's yeah. she's seen as an evil stepmother by yeah, because it's someone. very much from the, do- the 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 two sisters' perspective. The film. yeah, and they see this woman as a, as an evil stepmother. And if you read the blurb on the film as well, it basically says a tale of two sisters terrorized by their evil stepmother. That's a little bit misleading about what the film is about, but yeah, um, that is a that is an evil mother that we thought about exploring. But I actually prefer your brain yeah. dead one thank you that's all right that was a good shout for you well done on picking something out on your own yeah because i never do it normally no <laughs> um I had one bad topic one bad topic one thing which we did struggle with um was trying to think of um portrayals of good mothers <laughs> in films um i think that's just because we watch a lot of horror films that so you don't tend to get good mothers in horror films and we only came up with two, and that was uh, Sandra Bullock in Blindside and... Martha Kent from Su- the many portrayals of Superman. Um, there's quite a lot of good aunts. So you've got Peter Parker's I mean, aunt. but then she's basically a stepmother, isn't she? But she's not an evil stepmother. No, but that's what I mean. But we're talking about evil stepmothers, but you could say she's a good stepmother. Cause yeah, she yeah, is. that's what I'm saying. Mm. There's quite, you know, quite a lot of good aunts. And then you've got Auntie M from uh, Wizard of Oz, which yeah. I watched uh, recently. But yeah, so many evil mothers and evil stepmothers. Do you get many evil stepfathers in films, or is that really a uh, thing? There's there's a film literally called Stepfather, where yeah. it's a bit of a wrong one. Um, I think it's definitely more of an evil stepmother thing, isn't it? Yeah, the, the, when it's an evil stepfather, he tends to be horrible to other people, doesn't he? It's like he's a serial killer. Yeah. It's not like... He's horrible to the person, to the children, to the children necessarily. He's normally very nice looking to the family, and it's the shit he's doing outside of the family. Yeah, true. Okay, are we all done with this special short Mother's Day episode? Yeah, I'm all done. Okay. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, Happy Mother's Day. Thanks for listening. Mike, drop.